0: My recital. I think it's very vital to rock around. That's right, on time top of tricky. It's, 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 it's tricky. To rock, around, to rock around, that's right, on time is tricky. It's tricky, 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 tricky. tricky. Rock, around, rock around, that's right, on time is tricky. To, 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 trick, 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 trick. Hey guys, in this episode of the podcast, we'll be talking about. Uh, what products, how to choose what products to sell, and finding your niche. And that can be um, something that's focused in one area, as long as you're diversified within that area, or just being extremely diversified in general. So uh, listen up, a lot of good information here um, to help you choose what you're going to sell. Hi guys, today I'm going to talk about uh, finding your niche or your comfort zone, in terms of the products that you, uh, you'll be selling. Um, you know, my philosophy has changed over the years. Uh, you know, when I started 15 years ago, um, originally what got me started in this business was uh, vintage sports jerseys. It's one of the first things i found and, uh, I enjoyed it. So I started off with that, but I quickly uh, realized that, um, you know, it was going to be difficult to uh, make a full-time living just focusing on one specific area. Um, so I decided to diversify, I decided to uh, really expand on the products that I was selling. Um, but my philosophy's kind of changed over the years a little bit, uh, and that's because of the development of technology. I think today it's a lot different than in 2004, 2005 you know, with social media and technology and the internet, um, you can just, uh, you know, the ability to communicate with mass amounts of people in terms of, uh, you know, selling your product, but also being able to locate product. Um, has kind of changed my philosophy. I think it's, I think it's now a lot more possible to a little bit, be a little bit more uh, focused, a little bit more in a very specific niche. Um, I just think that if you're going to do that, Um, you still have to uh, apply some diversification to that and you also have to go all in on that okay so um, let me just get into a little bit more detail what I mean by both aspects Um, when I got started I really believed that uh, I needed to be extremely diversified I needed to be able to sell a variety of different things um, in order to be successful uh, in order to do this full-time in order to find enough product so my approach was eventually I moved into vintage streetwear um, and then, you know, into a lot of different aspects, name brand clothing, a lot of different things. And I even, you know, uh, moved into uh, furniture and hard goods, etc. I don't do that so much anymore, but I uh, really built a wide variety of things, um, but primarily in clothing and shoes. So I know a lot of people know us for Tricky Inc, Vintage where, you know, that's our store, and that's what we're known for, um, but that's not even close to everything that we do, okay, that's just the one we're most recognized for, but for me, my own personal approach, and I haven't really changed that approach, um, is that I like to be extremely diversified, uh, you know, my niche is clothing and shoes, um, but within that niche, um, you know, I'm extremely diversified. I do a lot of different things and, you know, uh, open, you know, I have a lot of different, I uh, have a really big list of products that I look for um, because I believe all it does is just create, you know, when I'm out there thrifting or I'm, you know, hunting online, uh, look through local classifies, uh, flea markets, wherever I'm sourcing products. I have a big range. There's a lot of products I know I can make money with, and that's a comfort zone for me. Um, but I think, you know, also in today's day and age, I think, you know, with the ability to mass communicate with people, uh, both uh, selling, but also in the ability to buy and locate product, I think you can be successful at, um, at niching out as well, too, at doing something very, very specific. And... Um, you know, if I can give you an example, uh, there's this young young kid that um, that I, you know, came on my radar. Uh, I'd say I'm gonna go with about a year ago. Um, listen, guys, if you guys are out there and you live you live in my in my uh, geographical zone, and you're out there thrifting and buying and selling, I'm gonna spot you. It's just the way it is. I'm very aware of my market, and I see who's out there. Uh, you know competing for stuff that I'm looking for etc I'm just aware of you I'm not worried about you but I, I you know I'm just gonna see and I'm aware of who who's who so this kid his name is Nick I spotted him i was gonna go with about a year ago buying on uh, buying some stuff on an online classified site that I, I frequent and I got to know him a little bit uh, he runs uh, his Instagram uh, and <laughs> so hope I'm close but it's it's Wav Montreal or wave Montreal WAV a v mtl w-a-v-m-t-l and um got to know him a little bit eventually became a customer of ours as well and uh got to know him a little bit and what i really liked what he did was he he decided to focus in the winter on vintage ski wear okay on one pieces and you know fluorescent uh vibrant color stuff um you know and he, he had built a bit of an inventory and he's selling that to a lot of individuals who. Uh, you know, first off, like to wear that stuff. I mean, it's a great market. I mean, when you live, live in a market like ours, where it's winter a good portion of the year, um, you know, you're gonna need you're gonna need winter jacket just alone. But then, if you ski, you're gonna need need some ski wear. And the vintage stuff is just really dope. It's really cool to wear. A lot of people love to wear that stuff. Plus, there's festivals. You know, we have festivals in our city. what's called Igloo Fest. Um, there's other ski-related festivals where people are just partying you know for a weekend and they need ski wear and and he focused on vintage ski wear and i really thought that was a great idea and i saw the the potential for focusing and that's just an example of one of the things why i've kind of changed my philosophy and i think you you can be successful niching out on specific things um because of the ability of the internet in today's day and age of being able to mass communicate with people You know, if you start spreading the word that, you know, you're buying that type of stuff, you know, the the sellers are going to come out of the woodwork. So you can source a lot of product because of technology today, and be successful at niching out. Um, I definitely think, you know, you'll still need to diversify within your specific niche. In other words, you know, let's say for example you're selling jackets, winter jackets. Well, you could always diversify into spring jackets, etc. And you know, maybe make jackets your focus. And you know you are in a niche, but you can diversify into different seasons, etc. Um, but I think you know you still can, because of today and age, be successful be- within a niche, because of the world we live in, technology, and social media. Um, but you're still gonna need to take the strategy, or, or you're, you're, this is you know if you're gonna niche out, well then you have to go all in. You're gonna have to you know decide that you're gonna be the person. Is the specialist in that category that people are are going to think of if they need the type of product that you sell? They're going to think of you. You're the number one person, and you know because if you do that, if you um, if you decide to go all in and just become the best at your particular product line, then that gives you certain advantages that you're going to have over people who are just selling one-offs or occasional of the same you know the same type of pieces that you sell okay because you know you could warrant charging more having higher prices um and therefore you know give you a better ability to be successful at being in niche market if you're the number one person in the business in other words if people know they can come to you and they're going to have selection um choices you have a big inventory people are going to come to you instead of running around and going to the person who has a one-off because um, there's advantages for them to do that. There's a more likelihood that they're gonna find something that fits. Don't forget, guys, if you're in clothing, use clothing. You know, it's a, it's a challenging business in the sense that you know we don't we're not able to supply the same item in multiple different sizes. You know, if you've got something that's super dope, well that's great, but you know if you only got one of them, <clears throat> then basically you're limited on who you can sell that to. You know, in other words, people who fit that size, etc. So, you know, if you become the guy in your industry or the girl in your industry, and you have the best selection and a, a big inventory, then you can justify um, having, you know, higher prices, which is going to give you a better chance of success because you're more profitable, and people are going to come to you because of your selection. So, because of all that, I think I've changed my philosophy. Um, I used to think. You know the only way to really make it is is to be extremely diversified and to sell a variety of different things but i think today because again of of the, of the internet development of it social media the ability to mass communicate with people both uh, in terms of selling and buying um i think it's very possible to be successful at this by being very very uh niched out on a particular product but um so yeah that's doable <clears throat> but Um, again, I think probably the safest approach, uh, you know, the easiest approach to get started, especially if you're going to, you know, pace yourself and gradually turn yourself into a full-time professional thrifter is just to become extremely knowledgeable on a vast selection of things that, you know, if you can buy, pick them up at a certain price, they'll be easy to flip for a profit. Okay and um you know guys at the end of the day um if you can have a simple straightforward philosophy what we do is we buy and sell value okay um when i mean value i mean you know the ability to spot something and have the knowledge and information to know its value and to be able to spot when it's being sold extremely undervalued, and then being able to sell it again undervalue to your customers and make a a nice profit doing so okay Um, so the things that you'd be looking for is stuff that's not easy to find and therefore uh, because it's not easy to find uh, you know it's 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 developed a uh, a value a good strong value in terms of supply and demand so in other words like you know vintage pieces if you're in vintage clothing a lot of you know if you find very branded stuff you know that people are after it and it's not that easy to find i mean it does not it's not out there every day or it's you know it's, it's quite pricey because of its limited availability and then if you're out there thrifting and you spot it well now you can snatch it up if it's at a low enough price <clears throat> or the other thing you can deal in is um just expensive stuff stuff that to you know, if you were to buy it new is extremely expensive and people want them and uh you find it Extremely way below what it's worth, and you're being able to sell it to someone who wants something at a profit, but still uh, way under what it would cost to, uh, to for them to buy it new. Okay, um, <clears throat> you know I'm out there every day thrifting, and I've been doing it for a long time. And I see a lot of the same people, and what's interesting is I see a lot of what I call old school thrifters. We're talking about people who've been doing this longer than I've been doing it. Okay. Generally, it's a man or a woman, you know, 60 plus years of age, you know, might have a a little spot at a flea market somewhere or might do their own garage sales or, you know, purchase inventory and do like church bazaar sales. But um, these guys are usually people that are absolutely not taking advantage of of uh, technology whatsoever, or they're still caught in, you know, decade old technology decade two decade old technology they might be ebay sellers and they don't really sell you know anywhere else that kind of thing i I just call them old school thrifters Um, but i love them because i I love what they do i love their approach and i think uh, if a lot of you young people out there could just observe what it is or you know learn what their approach is and then apply uh, modern day technologies and you know internet opportunities in terms of social media and selling platforms <clears throat> I think there's a huge opportunity for you okay and I just love these guys I see them you know in thrift stores and I look in their cart and they have just so many different things you know I remember seeing one guy recently and he's got a pair of snowshoes he's got a pair of hockey gloves <clears throat> he's got like a, a vintage mug um he's got like uh, you know some work gloves um you can just tell by all the stuff that's in their cart; it's just all stuff that's extremely expensive to buy new, and they're able to pick it up, <clears throat> you know, for super cheap. And then they're just flipping it to people who, you know, aren't thrifters who don't can't be bothered, you know, going out trying to hunt for something looking for. They're willing to pay, um, you know, a reasonable price for it because it's still way below what it would cost them new. So for them. Be able to get what they want, you know, instantaneously, <clears throat> and save a bunch of money. They're fine with that. They're never going to be thrifters. Um, they're okay with buying it off these resellers. So what these guys do, these old school thrifters, is they just—they're they're very knowledgeable in terms of what's value. Or, <clears throat> like all of us, they're—they've got their smartphones on them. They—they they know how to use Google, and when they see something that they think might be valuable, they go and look up the, the price and get a good idea of what the stuff sells for. And, you know, if the things way under value, what it, what it's going for, new, you know, they pick it up and then they flip it. And, you know, you know, guys, it's, it's an amazing world we live in. Um, one of my favorite, uh, guys I listen to on podcasts is Gary Vaynerchuk, Gary V. And he's really pushing that lately. And it's just amazing because it's something I've known for a long time. Um, but he's talking about how in 2019, um, it has never been, uh, easier to make a hundred thousand, to make a six figure income, just engaging in the simplest form of retail arbitrage that there is. Okay. He's basically pushing to people that if you just take the time to educate yourself and learn, uh, about, specific product lines or the value of different products or just, you know, uh, become very good at spotting, educating yourself and being able to spot stuff under value. It's never, there's never been an easier time in history because of social media and the internet and selling platforms, be able to just go to garage sales and thrift stores and flea markets and buy stuff and flip it for a profit. Um, you know, I've known this for a long time. I mean, I, I was doing this way before it was cool to thrift because I learned early on that I could walk into a thrift store and there was all kinds of value to be bought that you could flip. <clears throat> so, guys, we're talking like, um, you know, if you take the time to educate yourself that you could make a significant income just being a professional thrifter. It's, it's extremely doable, and that's why I'm teaching this. Um And the best way to do that is just to learn on what's good, to not so much um, to open your mind to be able to deal in a a wide variety of products and just become a flipper, okay, guys? And, you know, I think first and foremost, the best thing that you can do in terms of finding your comfort zone or your niche or what you're going to focus on is to understand that it's extremely important to just be you okay guys um you know so i know there's a lot of people and i see it all the time um you know i see a lot of people starting up and i can tell that they're just they're just trying to duplicate the everything that we do and i get it i understand and you know obviously you know there's there's uh there's money to be made doing that but i think it'll, it'll serve you way better um, if you give yourself the freedom to uh, rely on your own eye, okay? Um, I think, if I can explain it this way, the best way is to sort of take a a combined uh, 2 prong approach. Guys, I think one of the most interesting things for me that I've learned over the years is I love to watch new sellers come in and uh, I love to observe them. And, you know, a lot of people, you know, I've heard people make fun of new sellers. They come in and they're like, oh, why the heck are they buying and selling that? And I think that's just a, just, that's not very intelligent approach to things. I love to watch new sellers. Because you have to understand, guys, like, it doesn't matter how good an eye you are. It doesn't matter um, how good you are at spotting, at spotting things. Um, you're not going to re- be relatable to everybody. Okay? Um, there's always going to be... An individual that other people are going to relate to more okay Um, it's just the way it is so you know like the thing is is don't be afraid to be you don't be afraid to uh, you know put some faith in your own eye you know if you see something and you think it's dope and it's cool um, then don't be afraid to take a chance on it And, and you know especially if you could buy it at a reasonable price don't be afraid to take a chance because there's a lot of people that are going to relate to you right? and think it's dope too and they're going to buy it, okay? Um, yeah, so, I mean, it's just, I think if you be authentic and just take that approach uh, of being yourself and allowing, trusting in your own eye but at the same time being a good observer, okay? I love to watch new sellers come in and I love to focus on the things that they sell and when I see stuff that that they put up that kind of like it's not something that i would pick but then it sells i love to like sort of delve into that and go okay well why did this product which i would have never bought myself why did it sell and i, I open my mind to that and i get into I try to get into their head and into the buyer's head and see what they saw and see what they thought was dope in it and and sort of tap into that and And add that to my own personal eye, okay, if that makes any sense. So, um, because I feel like it just opens my mind, expands my mind, it gets me to understand more people. And if I can understand more people, I'm gonna be more effective at spotting products that are gonna win, okay. So, I think that's the best approach. I think the best approach is to, you know, have faith in your own eye and trust in your ability to spot things that could win, that are dope and that have a chance to sell. Trust in that. And at the same time, observe what's going on around you and learn from other people's successes. In other words, you know, look at items especially that you wouldn't particularly think are all that cool, but sold and try and understand why and expand your own mind and your own eye. And I think if you take that sort of two-pronged approach, I think it'll, you know, it'll, it'll, be, it'll serve you extremely well. So I guess at the end of the day, guys, um, you need to find your own comfort zone. You need to find, uh, uh, you know, an array of products that you're good with. Uh, I suggest that, you know, a good strong basis uh, of things to choose is definitely choose things that you enjoy, that you like yourself you find are fun it's just gonna mean it's gonna make uh, being a professional thrifter a lot more enjoyable if you're dealing in things that you enjoy Um, but balance that out with uh, good practical practicality of being in business I mean I sell a lot of things that don't particularly excite me but I'll tell you what excites me uh, is being able to do this every day full-time and uh, I'm able to do that because I'm not just dealing in things that I like Okay, um, you know I've learned to grow and really enjoy products that win, because the products that win uh, bring me revenue and, and continue to allow me to do what I love to do. So again, a good balance of of you know primarily dealing in an area of things that you enjoy helps. It'll just make working, but ideally the best the best thing you could fall in love with is uh just being really good at flipping flipping items quickly and being able to spot items at at the right price that will you know flip quickly so um if there's anything you could focus on falling in love with fall in love with being really good at flipping and um get a comfort zone and and then basically um comfort zone in doing that and then basically it's just, you know, it's going to work for you and it'll just be a fun process guys, so um, if you want to niche out, niche out that's fine, if that's something that you really speaks to you um, then do so Uh, just find a way to diversify within that, Um, but otherwise guys, just uh, just, you know, try and take you know, a really good approach just try and be one of these the mentality of an old school thrifter who's just out there never knowing what you're going to find but just spotting value and then flipping and then taking that mentality and then adding to your arsenal uh, modern day technology uh, social media and the power of the internet and uh, then you're really going to be rolling guys you really really will I mean it's just uh, it's an exciting time it really is um, there's so much stuff out there guys that really is like you just got to understand. And, and I know the understanding I've come to is 15 years in the making, but I've also kind of been there. There's so much stuff, guys, so much opportunity. You know, I've owned several businesses over my career, uh, which is 30 plus years. And, um, you know, there's been times when I've been dealing in a particular product line and I was done and I was moving on to the next thing and I was just fed up with that product and uh, and I literally gave, it, gave away amazing product. Product that was dead to me but was a brand new opportunity for someone else. Okay? There's so much good stuff that is just sitting there that uh, people don't want anymore that's going to end up in a thrift store, that's going to end up at a flea market or a garage sale or, you know, you're going to... Um, you're going to hear about it some other way and you're going to go swoop in and grab it up for next to nothing and turn it into an opportunity, guys. So um, finding your comfort zone in terms of product line, uh, definitely uh, stuff that you enjoy. But at the end of the day, um, fall in love with the, with the flipping process and uh, and diversify yourself enough. That uh, you're extremely effective at buying and uh, or you know completely diversify yourself totally where it, uh, it you know has nothing to do with anything specific okay there's one guy that I follow on Insta I wish I could remember the name for you but he's a uh, he's a husband and father in the States his wife is in school uh, I believe studying to be a lawyer and he's the sole breadwinner and he makes his entire living um as a professional thrifter and, and just flipping and the guy has no rhyme or reason into what he sells, he will buy and sell anything, he's, he's just all about value he just finds the deal and you know educates himself and he'll sell anything, it really doesn't matter and I, I love that approach, I really do I just think it's um, it's amazing and if you build yourself a, a multi-headed uh Delivery system, if you can sell a variety of different ways, then you can really funnel any type of product through that. Okay. And uh, like this guy is like, he, he sells some vintage streetwear if he finds it, you know, um, he'll sell tools, he'll sell anything. Like I remember watching him, uh, watching or seeing one of his posts where his wife told him that, you know, she saw an ad on uh, Craigslist, somebody was selling a brand new couch that was bought like one month prior. And somebody passed away and uh, the people, you know, the family members like, wanted nothing to do with it. So they posted it for free on Craigslist. And he went and picked it up because he had a truck and flipped it within an hour for like 500 bucks. It was like a $2,000 couch, brand spanking new. So the guy would literally deal with anything. He's just looking for value. And uh, and I love that approach. I honestly love that approach. It's just you know, if, you're, if you can fall in love with the thrifting process, I mean the, the flipping process and basically, you know, you could sell anything and then your opportunity to find product is just massive. And you know, this guy, every year he posts his numbers and he posts uh, his year end and he basically will, you know, post his sales, sales 180,000. Expenses, meaning everything he spent—the products he bought, the gas, everything it cost him to do business—eighty thousand. I mean, a hundred thousand. So now he sold for one hundred eighty thousand on, you know, Craigslist. He sells on eBay. He sells on Amazon. Sold for one hundred eighty thousand. Expenses, a hundred thousand. Net profit, eighty thousand bucks. Eighty thousand U.S. Just buying and flipping. Whatever he can find, whatever he can get his hands on in a variety of different ways, okay? 80 grand a year, U.S. Um, Like the guy I listened to, Gary Vaynerchuk says, um, it's never been an easier time to make $100,000 a year in North America just flipping products, just going to garage sales, flea markets, thrift stores, you know, looking in online classified ads, Craigslist, Kijiji, garage sale, hunting down product and being able to make a six-figure income doing so. Um, This is not news to me, guys. I've known it for a long time. I've been doing it a long time. Um, And I was able to do it, you know, in a time when it was nowhere near as good as as it is today. Okay? So, um, you know, find your niche. Um, If you make it extremely, you know, if you want to really focus on something, well, then be the the number one person in that niche otherwise just diversify and try and diversify as much as possible even to the point where you literally sell anything and um, you'll definitely uh, take a quicker route to being full-time in this business so that's it guys um, you know guys I, I'm, I'm here to teach you guys how to do this that's what I want to do I want as many people as possible um, to get to you know get to do what I do every day just to wake up and just have a ball doing what I do and I really want to help as many people as possible doing that so um, you know if you're not already following me on Instagram at, at the positive thrifter please do so and don't be shy hit me up with some dms if you have any questions if you need any help I'll be more than happy to help you if I can um, I'm serious guys do not hesitate I want to help as much as possible. And if you enjoying what you're listening to, if you really like uh, my podcast, then please not only subscribe, but please share it with other people, guys. There's nothing better than word of mouth. And, you know, I'm pretty much relying on word of mouth to spread the word about this. Um, if you really enjoy this content then please tell a friend, tell a few friends, let them know. Um, uh, because there might be someone out there who needs this information, um, to be able to, uh, make the necessary steps to uh, to do what they love to do. And we all need to be doing that, guys. Life is too short um, to be waking up every day and doing something that you do not love to do. It's just life is too short. So, again, guys, subscribe. Please share. Uh, follow me at The Positive Thrifter um, to get uh, more information or uh, if you need any questions answered. And thanks for listening, and I hope it was helpful, and we will talk to you soon.